Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Moore and Connolly Football Show. So glad you could join us once again. My name is Tom Moore, your humble host, and joining me, as always, it's my good friend Ollie Connolly. Ollie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I feel like we made it through all the sludge and the dredges of a long season. We have made it to Super Bowl week. We certainly have, Ollie, and it's exciting because I know this is a bit of a pre-record, but you are going to be there in person at Super Bowl week, obviously as you would be as the great Ollie Connolly. But how are you feeling about that? You've been to Arizona before? I've not been to Arizona before, and no, I'm looking forward to, as, as we speak now, and as you know, we're talking now, the listeners will hear this next week, I would like to think that I'm under some kind of blanket of wings, some kind of barbecued situation, possibly having an afternoon nap full of barbecue. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm expecting to eat a lot of food. I love it, Ollie. Do you see it as obviously you're working, but is it a little bit of a jolly as well? You don't want to tell your pay, tell the paymasters that, but you know what I'm saying. No, I just be on, on work call specifically imploring everyone that is not what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Likely like, uh, story. To do the work. Um, my job is a strange one in which it is like kind of go around and, you know, talk about nerdy football things, X's and O's, to as many humans as possible. So I just kind of have to sidle up to people and be like, would you like me to come on and talk about the, the zone pressures that the Chiefs run? And most people will look at me and go, go away, weird dog Englishman. No. <laughs> but so in, so in, in that spit, there's a chasm there, probably, to have well, some fun. Oliver Connolly, obviously at Ollie Connolly on Twitter. You can find me at the underscore Tommy underscore more. This is the Moore and Connolly football show. We talk football, but we talk nonsense as well. It's an in-season show, so we'll be going on hiatus after the Super Bowl, so we're really going to get out all our jazz now. So, Ollie, I'm just going to say, but people know Ollie Connolly. They know them in the, what's the word, not the cognoscenti? What word do you use? The commentariat? Yeah, comrade. So yeah. you, people know you, so it's like, surely people are going to be wanting you to sidle up to them. I, I, I hope so. I mean, I've, I'm booked on, on probably too many shows, so I'm going to have to get out the, the lemon drops, get out the tea, and uh, talk away about all kinds. Of, I mean, I am slightly worried about falling into like a script and having to say the same things over and over and over again, which is great for the MCFS audience. This is going to be the first go-around. This is going to be my first, my first shot at talking about the Super be the Bowl. most genuine authentic. Super Bowl input, authentic, you, you can give us. You know what you've got to do while you're like, out there. like the demo recording. All right, okay. Our listeners, I'm sure, will appreciate that. They are the demo audience. You're the guinea pigs. This is the beta model. Don't worry about it. So you need to channel your inner Tom. That's what you need to do while you're out there. You need to have some things in your pocket that are complete nonsense that you can throw out there. They go, this Ollie Conley's got some uh, he's got some chutzpah. You know, that's what you need to throw out there, Ollie. You need a couple of nonsense things to throw in there. What do we have? Do we have things on the nonsense summer this week? I don't know. I've got a few things that I was going to touch on, but they're so for example, and we I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, is this your first time tuning in because you want to get your Super Bowl content and you're trying to absorb as much as you can from around the podosphere? I don't think anyone said that word before. I'm there, I'm claiming that as an invention, the podosphere. Okay. We do talk football, but there's a lot of nonsense mixed in as well. And usually before we get to the football, we talk some nonsense. So on today's show, so you are aware. We're going to be talking about the Super Bowl, but we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl off the basis of the prop bets that are out there. From the serious ones, i.e. who's going to win, to the not-so-serious ones. What's the first song going to be in the halftime show? We're going to hit them up there, and then we will finish the show with a bit of a game. And we do a game show on the Moore and Connolly show every week, and we'll be doing that again next year, hopefully bringing in some guests as well. But what we do is a game show... Um, based on a TV show or a radio show, and we're going to do Only Connect. And if you're not from the UK, 
or you are not in the UK, if you're in the UK and you just don't watch this show, it's just about connections. You get four things and you just got to figure out the connection. And it's Super Bowl themed, Ollie. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's like trying to guess, the, you know, someone says Joe Montana, Tom Brady, so on. You go, oh, Super Bowl MVP. It's, it's pretty straight. Yeah. But there is with these, there's a bit more of a like direct sequence. Like it will be ne necessarily things that happened four years concurrently. Anyway, we'll leave that. Tune into that. It's always good fun. And we hope you play along at home. But before we get to the football, Lolly, I had a few thoughts. And the main thing I wanted to talk about was dentists, braces and retainers. OK, go ahead. Now, I think this is probably the case in most countries now in you know the developed world. But what we're getting in the UK at the moment is these adverts for this smile club where you have a sequence of retainers rather than braces to correct your teeth, Ollie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's one down the street from me. Now, did you have braces or anything when you were a kid? Oh, I did not, no. I had four teeth out, two top, two bottom, and I had braces. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's scarring for you? You have like a haunted look in your eye. Oh, no, not really. I mean, you can't remember much when you're on the drugs. <laughs> I just, what I do remember is that, because I was probably only about 12 when they got taken out, is the process of that happening. Because your mouth is totally numb, but the amount of force required by the dentist to dislodge that tooth, it was it was rather crazy, really. Anyway, but what I want to say, Ollie, is what's really, really interesting is we're developing this situation now where innovation starts to catch up with established medical practice, okay? And in a way, may overtake it. Because these braces are out there and you get all these trust pilot reviews and other reviews, okay? Now, you can call into question reviews out there on the internet but particularly in the united kingdom there's certainly rules and requirements although if, as we leave the eu these probably become a little bit more flexible but you can't really get away with you, you know not sharing reviews that aren't real do you know what i mean it, it's, there's, there's there's an element of you have to accept an element of relative truth about it so these things only clearly work thousands and thousands of reviews now the orthodontists who obviously fit the braces um, which probably if you look at it are probably for more severe cases and also probably regardless of the approach they probably work better ultimately but they and they're saying these retainer systems ollie are not okay they're not going to do the job they're going to have problems in the long term that you need to see a proper orthodontist you need to have braces fitted now this is really interesting ollie because obviously the dentists themselves the orthodontist they have a vested interest this yeah. is their livelihood big ortho Exactly. Big ortho. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. In fact, I, I subscribe to Occam's razor, which is a scientific principle, but the simplest explanation is usually the right one. In this case, they're trying to protect their money. But is this not a, an interesting one, Ollie? Because you wouldn't sit down there and go, oh, big ortho, big orthodontist can't be taking over the world. But <laughs> they are theoretically saying, which they have every right to because they've got the medical practice and the doctorates and all that, this is not safe, which to a certain extent is probably right, but is to be quite honest, motivated by their want to protect their own living. It's just, I'm finding this fascinating, Ollie, that established ways of working and we shouldn't suddenly start to completely circumnavigate medical practice. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is being challenged by other ways of doing things, probably more quick fix, possibly yeah. not as not as good, but you see what I just this whole debate rages in my mind and I don't know where I fall on it. And and really, if you think about it, logically, dentists almost have too much power, particularly over over the youth, because to have braces, you know, it's quite a it's 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 a, a it's not the most pleasurable experience for a young person, particularly when I, I don't know what it's like in modern schools. But when I went to school, 
Mm-hmm. That was not a fun first week for the kid who had to go get the braces. Uh, by week six, week seven, people came around to it. But if you can have the Invisalign, pop it in at night, go to bed, wake up, no problem. To me, that seems like a like a better real-term solution, maybe not the most ideal medical solution. And I'm not looking back here on my braces thinking they detracted my ability to have a social life. I mean, I had my friends. They were my friends before that. The girls didn't kiss me before I had braces. And afterwards, that remained the case. So, you know, I don't have a particularly... And in, in, I think that, you know, the, dent, the dentists and the braces and the orthodontists, they did a great job for me on it. It's just, it's just fascinating. These things rage on. These things rage on. Final thought before we get to the Super Bowl. Do you think English soccer, the Premier League, should change so they have playoffs in a Super Bowl format? I do not know. Um, I am more and more and more in favor of some kind of whew, do I I don't want to use the word cap because I don't like suppressing wages artificially. I don't like billionaires suppressing the wages of millionaires. Um, mm-hmm. That's a bad impact on society. Um, but something to level the playing field to make things more interesting. Um, and to not put ceilings on football clubs where 11th is like winning the FA Cup was in the 1980s, which is what has happened to some football clubs. What about distributing the money evenly? Yes. Uh, I mean, prize, prize, the, the prize money, you know, because there is a, a scale from top to bottom. But if you just completely were flat with that and then teams could make their own money, depending on how successfully they were commercially, like the Cowboys and stuff like that. But the money that you get at the end of the season, one to 20 in the Premier League, they get exactly the same. I don't know. I mean, I think they, they do all take an even split. Isn't that, I'm that, not sure the concern, they do. That's the concern with the Super League. I think, yeah, because they sell their rights wholesale and you've got the big six saying we would prefer to go out either just us as the six because the United Liverpool is infinitely more valuable than, than Bournemouth, Southampton. And we're the ones bringing the value. That's like their complaint. And they would either go rather just go sell them as Liverpool and Man United or sell them as, as the big six. That's like they don't want to function like the NFL. There is a way they could do it maybe like baseball where the, the rich teams pay the cheaper teams to kind of balance it as much as possible in terms of revenue sharing. Like they all pay into a distribution part. The cheaper teams take more money out of revenue sharing, but that creates all kinds of issues. It's why all these American owners are bought into the Premier League. It's not to deal with shit like salary caps and or not the salary cap. They would love a salary cap, but they don't have to deal with uh, redistributing revenue. Yeah, I'm looking at the prize money now. Perhaps I'm talking about the prize money rather than the actual revenue from the broadcasting. Um, even then, I'm not. So if you go prize money, by position, overall prize money. So the first finishing in the Premier League is 160 million. Last gets 91 million. That's 70 million, Ollie. That's a significant difference. I'm not sure whether that's including the broadcasting money, but it says prize money by position. Yeah. So you you get 44 million if you win. You get 2.2 million if you come if you come last. So it feels to me, Ollie, that there could be a better redistribution there, just of the prize money. Yeah, they'll just. They'll just never. I mean, they they try to break away and create their own league, so that they have no. You need yeah yeah that's the risk. legislation, um, and could you bring in some kind of financial control over the transfer fees? Which still I find, uh, I find implausible because it's what happened to what one. happened to football fair play and and all that? I feel like that's gone out the window. That was always nonsense. Now they found the workarounds with the uh, amortization or whatever you call it, where you distribute the fee over the length of the contract. You know, it's it's, it's, called, amortiz- it's called amortization. I know Greg Rosenthal was having trouble with this on the Around the NFL podcast several <laughs> months ago, but and I was sat there going, I know what amortization is. <laughs> because I am a businessman. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> hey, let's part that there because people haven't heard for, uh, you know, come to hear for electron communism. Let's go on to the Super Bowl. Throw it forward. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Super Bowl now. We know you've probably been taking in loads of content from the podosphere, as I like to call it from today. But we're going to approach this in a different way and talk about the Super Bowl prop, Super Bowl prop bets that are out there. We're going to hit you with some serious ones to start with, so we can cover some of the more serious nerdy issues that, that Ollie wants to get to. <gasps> Sigh. But then we'll get to the good ones. So don't worry. Hold out. We'll get a. It's it's dark and shade, Ollie, isn't it? It's light and shade. That's what I, life I is. It's correct. Exactly. So let's talk general Super Bowl bets and let's start off with the game odds. So the KC Chiefs. Why did I just call them the KC Chiefs? That's weird. Um. They are plus 1.5. The Eagles are minus 1.5. Now, interestingly here, Ollie, what we usually do on this podcast is we predict headlines for Monday and headlines that are basically reflecting what happened at the weekend. If I was going to come up with a intense headline, it would be something along the lines of, I've got this vision of Mahomes literally limping to the line and on a quarterback scramble somehow at some point in the game, limping to the touchdown, and that being the the key play that wins the game for the Chiefs. And I, my money is still on the Chiefs, but tell me about this from both teams' perspectives. There was that hilarious play, uh, the final play of the game where they, um, they had the penalty, the Bengals had the penalty last week. It's really funny because I think some people are somehow already tired of like the Mahomesness of the hyperbole about he. I mean, to me, it's indisputable. He's like clearly the most gifted, talented, creative player to ever play the position already. And I get it, mm-hmm. it's prime. Um, people did not treat Michael Jordan like this when he was in his prime. They were just in shock and awe of how incredible he was. And it's just stunning to me that of all the things he can do that are more interesting, more inventive than anyone to ever play the position, he also, on one leg, seems to hop quicker than everyone else. That when yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? How does he, how does he do that? all the skills needed, he's not a quick player, Patrick Mahomes. He's quick, just quick enough to mm-hmm. be while as a scrambler, break, contain, get 10 yards, get out of bounds or whatever. On that final play or the final play before the field goal, he hopped quicker than everyone's ever hopped. I just, it's incredible. It's remarkable. He's remarkable. So it's going to come down to that, right? So Mahomes is hopping mad. He's everywhere, but he's still brilliant, Ollie. But really quickly, if the if the Chiefs are going to win this, what is the key? Is it hopping Mahomes or is it something else? Yeah, I think it's going to be Mahomes playing as the best player in the world, right? He's got a depleted receiving core, not as talented as normal. Those guys are banged up and injured. We're not sure how healthy they'll be right now. So he's going to have to play above and beyond. The one thing I would know is that if you look at who the Eagles have played this season defensively, they have played basically no good offenses. I think they've played three offenses you would consider average to above average all season, including your Packers where Jordan Love played a bunch of the game, right? And Jordan! They've Sorry. given up like 30-ish points against good offenses. Now they're facing the best offense in the NFL by EPA per play. So that is something to kind of just like monitor. Will they play in their typical base defense, which when they've played good offenses has been shredded? It is, I think, quite comfortably the best front-to-back defense in the NFL. I think it's because of what they can do in the secondary is a little bit better than what the Niners can do in the secondary. So it's a really, really difficult challenge for the Chiefs on offense, particularly with the issues at re- the receiver. But yeah, if Mahomes... The path for the Chiefs to win the game is one wrecking shop on defense we can come to in a little bit, and then Mahomes just having one of the games of his life and putting the cape on. Okay, we've got to look forward to that then. I always love the cape going on Mahomes. What about the Eagles? Let's spin it to the fly, Eagles fly, the bird side of things. What have the Eagles got to do to win this one, Ollie? 
I think it is pressure Mahomes. I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think they'll move the ball on offense. Um, I think they can find ways to take Chris Jones out of the game. And if you look at what the Chiefs have on defense, I mean, they are starting so many rookies. They are so banged up in the secondary. I think it's going to be really tough. I mean, we've detailed all season how impossible elements of that Eagles offense are, particularly when they come and do the RPO stuff. They do the option stuff in the run game. It's just so, so, so difficult. And so to me, I see it as being either two disaster plays from Jalen Hurts cost them the game, and I don't expect that. Or it leans more into a track meet, and we're going score for score, and then it's can they pressure Mahomes, and they're going to have to pressure with four, and if you send anyone else against Mahomes, he will eat you up, basically. And the Eagles have built their entire defensive infrastructure to be, we play with four down guys and everyone else in the secondary, and if you just picture that in your head, if they get home with the four, which is obviously the easiest way to win in the NFL anyway, but just with four, with extra pieces in the secondary against that receiving core, you can double Travis Kelsey and you can double someone else. And then where is that guy going with the ball? And that that is about as simple as you can make it. And they have, because of how deep that pass rush is, probably the best four off and go group in the NFL. I mean, just throughout their roster, they have by a long way the best two deep roster in the NFL. They have a quarterback playing at an MVP level. This shouldn't really, roster by roster, be close, frankly. Mm, right? I know mm. the Eagles are one, the one and a half point, they, they open up as two point favorites. The half a point has gone down is because we are watching Michael Jordan in his prime. And the only thing you can hang on to is they can create chaos on defense because Spags is a madman and they could do something weird even with all those uh, rookies in the secondary. And they have Patrick Mahomes and just no one wants to go into a game saying, really, I'm going to have cash against Patrick Mahomes? I, I don't feel great about that. It's interesting with and let's pick the score after this, but it's interesting with Patrick Mahomes with calling him MJ in his prime. But watching all those the last dance documentaries is funny. I can't see I can't see Patrick Mahomes before a game thinking, Oh, okay, you do you think this guy's good? No, I'm gonna show you that he's not. <laughs> uh, anyway, take yeah, it, Ollie. Go he's got more of an oh shucks character than like he does assassin character that that uh, Jordan had, and it almost makes it crueler. It reminds me of Mohammed Salah, who is like an absolute stone cold killer, but is smiling at everyone the whole time. It's almost more unnerving than the obvious psychopath playing basketball. Baby faced assassin, Ollie, pick this game for me. Give me a score. Score. Oh God, I think the Eagles are going to win. The the, the two scenarios I see is the. Midway through the first quarter, we are like, why did we think this was going to be a competitive game? Mm. They are just so clearly more talented top to bottom than the, the Chiefs, and that will bear out. But I do have lingering in my mind Mahomes uh, and yeah. Mahomes to Kelsey. So I will go 31-27 Eagles. That's interesting. I was going to go 30-27 Chiefs. Wow. So very oh. close. That's good. Now, before we get onto the really fun prop bets, I just want to touch on the MVP because the MVP is always an interesting one to look at. And often, actually, I think comes down to somebody that you weren't quite expecting. So in terms of the MVP, the obvious favorites are Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. But is there anyone of an outside perspective that you might want to, you know, throw your hat in the ring for, Ollie? The only way the Chiefs win this game, in my opinion, is if, Chris Jones plays like the MVP, as in downtown MVP, not like a Malcolm Butler interception that decides the game. And I'm fully aware that if the Chiefs win, because they'd have had to score points and hang in, then Mahomes will probably just win it by default, storyline, best player. Mm. But they need Chris Jones to be 
his apex best, and he has been the best interior defensive line player in the league this year. They've moved him around a bunch. He plays half his snaps at end. He plays half his snaps inside. He's going to be... What they usually do with him is they try and get five guys in the line of scrimmage and then put him wherever they think the weak link is so they know it's a one-on-one. That is going to be really tough to do against the Eagles. One, you can't put an extra guy in the run fit like that against their RPO looks, and then there just isn't a weak link on the offensive line. So he's going to have to line up against someone really good who's probably getting help and more them. And then the Eagles have the option of freezing him because they can just option him and read him. And then he's got to stay static as he figures out where the ball is. So it is an incredibly tough assignment for him. But for them to win, I think they're going to have to get probably two turnovers and they're going to have to come from him wrecking shop. They don't have any other pieces. Frank Clark hasn't played very well, though he has some decent snaps. George Carl Laughters has mostly stunk, but he's had a couple of decent highlights. Even their highlights when you watch them come because... Um, there's some kind of double team going on with Chris Jones and they get a one-on-one elsewhere. So he just has to play like an absolute maniac, I think, take over the game, play at an MVP level, have a sack, have a tip ball, you know, a Donald-esque performance from last season in the biggest moments they need him to deliver. So that would be my outside shout, I think. Perfect. Ollie, let's move on to the exotic prop bets, the interesting (laughs) prop bets, the bonkers prop bets. And this is what we want to talk about. And this is what... MCF listeners, MCFS listeners for years have tuned into our Super Bowl shows for. Now, there's an obvious one about the national anthem, Ollie, but I'm not going to linger on that because there's always the is it over, is it under? But I want to move to the halftime show and talk Rihanna and the first song at the halftime show. And I'll give you a little bit of where we stand at the moment. So Don't Stop the Music Ooh. is the favourite at plus 300, followed by Diamonds at plus 500, What's My Name also at plus 500, Stay plus 600, and interestingly, Umbrella at plus 600 as well. Now, all I can hear in my mind is do, 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 which is We Found Love. Now, that's plus 700, Ollie. Uh, what are you thinking here? Because Don't Stop the Music is, it, I think it's too obvious. I agree with you that the we found love with the lights going down and that that sound going off, even exactly. if it's like, even if it's just a drizzle of the sound, no pun intended, umbrella, uh-uh. um, before it like cuts again and she sings something else before she comes back to it. If, if I was putting it, I didn't want to give anyone goosebumps right then, but if I was Ooh. putting the show together, I think that's what I would do is have that noise in darkness, big flash of light, then she sings something else and she comes back to it. Cause that, that, that melody to open it is just electric. I'd either do that or I would just have fake rain storm down and I would just begin with umbrella. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's got no relevance umbrella. And this is the thing, it's like work is plus 1500. Now I can see it starting with work, 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 work. Da, 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 da. work. You can't start with work. Why not? Yeah, work is one you work into the set, I think. Uh, I, I think We Found Love is the... That's, yeah, I think that's the, the, the one, isn't it, Ollie? I think so, I think so. I'd be happy with that if that, if that went in. Um, okay, this is a really bonkers one. Okay, to occur during Rihanna's performance. Are you ready for this? This one's nuts, okay? (laughs) Rihanna to confirm that her lyrics were censored by the NFL, minus 105. Does that mean she goes, "Mm," instead of saying something, and then but then she surely has to go at the end of the song, it wasn't my choice to censor that. (laughs) Minus 105, Ollie. That is a short odd for that that to happen. That's an odds-on bet. It's odds-on, yeah. So, I mean, that means that vegas must have someone in the camp because that is preposterous you just sit in your office suite at bet mgm and come up with that is ludicrous and then to put it odds on so i think they know because don't forget 
the Super Bowl halftime show, the soundtrack is recorded in the day, right? So they, they lip sync plus do a little singy sing, but it's so that they purposely can't do some kind of like political gesture. So is she, what, is she going to wear something? Do they already know there's some kind of costume design situation that says that she's like, or she puts like masking tape over her mouth. That would be a good one. Some masking tape over the mouth to, uh, during a song that she couldn't sing. Hmm. Interesting. What's, what's very insightful here is the links to the previous prop bet. So for example, Rihanna to open umbrella is plus two, seven, five, whereas umbrella is the, lead song was plus 600 but therefore it's probably likely she's going to play umbrella and have an umbrella jay-z to appear on stage plus 300 rihanna to suffer a wardrobe malfunction plus 500 drake to appear same odds and bizarrely rihanna to announce she's pregnant or her son's name at plus 800 what what's going on here i i particularly enjoy that rihanna to wear a bucket hat is plus 700 that's <laughs> a great one I, i'm all over the bucket hat bet rihanna to propose to asap rocky plus uh 2500 so the, the the length of these odds being like as you said it seems pretty obvious she's gonna open an umbrella at some point that there'll be some kind of rain machine and she'll she'll dance around with an umbrella so that means they definitely know that she's gonna announce she was self she was censored by the NFL. It must she th yeah this is bizarre right. So everyone listening to this podcast who's gonna watch the halftime show, keep your eyes on that one. That's the most interesting one so far. Let's take the next two as tandem, Molly. Okay, this is number of beers sold and number of hot dogs sold. Okay, over under on both. The over under on beers sold. The line is uh, one hundred twenty thousand. The line on hot dogs is 17,000, which is interesting, which gives you basically a ratio of hot dogs to beer of somewhere in the region of seven. So <laughs> seven to one beers to hot dogs. Personally, I'd want more hot dogs per beer. If I was to have seven beers, I would want probably two to three hot dogs, if I'm being honest. What I'm reading here is that the capacity of State Farm Stadium is 63,400, which works out to around two beers per person in State Farm Stadium. Now, of course, there is a lot of media at this event. There's a lot of corporate sponsors. There's children. So not everyone's going to drink two beers, but that isn't a lot, right? Over the course of a long, long, no, long game. It's minus one, three, five. The over is minus one, three, five on the 120,000 a beer sold only so you'd be preaching to the vegas converted here and i just can't imagine that someone goes to arizona has the money to get into a super bowl and is like i shall accept a hot dog ah uh, so you think hot dog is not of a higher quality enough food to accept but hot dogs an easy it's an easy eat ollie it's an easy it's an easy but 17,000 is it 17,000 was the, the interesting 17,000 is the over under over minus 110 under minus 140 so that tells you a little bit about the also the Vegas's opinion of the hot dog <laughs> so I, I think I'm going under on the hot dogs because I just think there's other options whereas people probably aren't getting a, a bunch of Sauvignon Blanc at the Super Bowl they're probably just buying the beer and yet with the food, there's probably going to be a pizza option, some kind of taco situation, you know, nachos we are in uh, Arizona after all, some kind of Tex-Mex going on. So I think under on the hot dogs, over on the beer. I'd align with that. I'd sign up for that one. Two more, Ollie. Our favourite every year. What <laughs> colour will the first liquid be poured on the game-winning coach? So when he gets his Gatorade bath, what colour is the Gatorade going to be? Now, this is what we've got now. 
Lime, green and yellow have been clustered together at plus 125. Then orange at plus 250. Purple at plus 650. Clear slash water, what? Plus 700. Red plus 700. Blue plus 900. Now, Ollie, I'm going to be really boring here and think it's going to be lime, green, yellow. That That's what it's going to be. But if I wanted to... If I was organising what was happening on the sideline, I'd want my Gatorade drink to be purple. Ooh, interesting. Is there a reason why? I just think it's a great colour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're going with the lime green because they have the Eagles as favourites, right? And I believe they have used the lime green uh, in the NFC Championship game. I think they had the lime green one, which obviously aligns with, with Philadelphia and isn't just necessarily about the flavour. Mm. So I think that's why they're going there. And Andy Reid has used orange basically his entire career whenever he gets a Gatorade bath. So I think this comes down to who you believe will win the game. And so I don't want to pick the favorite, but I'm going to have to pick the favorite with the lime green there. Though I personally, my favorite of all the Gatorades is the Arctic blue. If you go and look at the great coaches of our time, Bill Belichick, Sean McVay, all of them outside of Andy Reid go for the Arctic blue. So uh, uh, that has a place in my heart. Probably a good long shot because you can probably double up on both teams with that one. Whereas if the Chiefs win, it will almost definitely be orange. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Now, let's go to our final prop bet, which is always a great one, Ollie. is who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first <laughs> in his speech? Now, it's interesting because um, the odds here, just to give everyone the, the full download, teammates, minus 135, obviously, odds on. Then, well, what can you expect? God or Jesus at plus 150. Then a big old hop to the city at plus 900. Family... Plus 12. Why did you thank a city before the family, your family? I don't know. Plus 1,200. Coach, plus 1,500. Owner, plus 3,000. Wonder whether that's ever happened. Or interestingly, none of the above, plus 1,600, which is actually more likely, according to Vegas, than thanking the owner, which tells you something. <laughs> yeah. But for me, Ollie, it, all I think of is, is when the Packers won the Super Bowl in 2011 and they interviewed Greg Jennings. He wasn't the MVP. But the first thing out of his mind was said, how are you feeling? He just went... To God be the glory. And it's always something that's stuck with me. So I think, I think this Super Bowl MVP, ooh, you first got to consider who might the MVP be? Likely candidates, Hurts, Mahomes. What are you thinking? I See, this is a tough one. I think if it's the, the Chiefs who win, then in my mind, there's three possible MVPs. Mahomes, the obvious one. Uh, Chris Jones, I mentioned. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, anything Kelsey does will probably just get attributed to Mahomes anyway. So really looking <laughs> at Mahomes and Jones. And so if it's Mahomes and Jones, then the deity is really in play. Um, not a great fun bet. If it's anyone on Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts is a deity guy. But I think I can I can picture in my head like if they just scream Philadelphia, does that count? Because that's what I'm kind of almost like an agent. Yeah, yeah I think that counts as City at plus nine hundred. This is for you is what I've got in my head. Like, Ooh. my narrative of the game is the Eagles winning, and I've got in my head, no matter who it is. But they only won the Super Bowl relatively recently, both teams. I was thinking when you're yes, thinking about the no Eagles one, here. So no one outside of Kelsey was on the Eagles roster actively who won that Eagles Super Bowl. Now, that's an interesting tidbit. But, as you said, there's not the drought, so it's not like, Philadelphia, we finally did it all together. It's like, well, you guys just won it. Yeah. We didn't. It's not like, Cleveland, this is for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I have in my head, though. Um, but without the drought, so I'm still going to go city because those are long. That the, the the value of betting on Jesus is just so profound. But I do love the none of the above because that brings everything into play. 
right? That could they, as fam, families on there. You said right, so families family at plus twelve hundred, yeah. Which removes the children. That makes things tough. That makes things tough. That's lit for none of the above. Somebody literally has to get up there and go, yeah, thanks. I was great out there today. I, I did my best. I've worked really hard all season. Uh, I did it all myself. Uh, he can thank his agent. I want to thank my agent, but that's about it. You know, that's about it. It would be wonderful if Mahomes just became incredibly arrogant out of nowhere on the spot during his second MVP. I would enjoy that immensely. He's like, you guys all know this was because of me. Let's not bullshit around this. I am the greatest. Uh, that is the speech I would like to hear. But I imagine it will be teammates, coaches, God in some order. Yeah. In, probably in that order. Um, okay, Ollie, that's the prop bets. I'm pumped for this Super Bowl, my friend. I'm really excited for this one. I hope it is close as we predicted. I hope so too. I hope it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, my first halftime show in person. That, that's going to be a blast. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Patrick Mahomes. That's going to be fun too. I want you to be live streaming or at least take a video of and send it me, you there reacting to what the first song is of the, the half of halftime song. Getting ready, going, she's coming, she's coming. And then, do, 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 do. Yeah, exactly. Or just that, that thunderstorm noise. That would be a great reaction. Anyway, Ollie, that's our Super Bowl talk. Exciting as it's been, it's time for us to move on for, to our game show for this week. Are you ready, sir? I am so ready. Oh, let's throw it forward. As we play Only Connect. Now, if you don't know what Only Connect is, I'm just going to share you again. You need to go and find it. It's a great show in the UK, but it is uber nerdy smart, Ollie. It's not an easy game to play. It's very, very difficult. Instead of question numbers, they have hieroglyphics to to, to designate which one they want to pick. In terms of, (laughs) so it's um, like Twisted Serpents or the eye thing. It's bizarre. Anyway, so what we're playing, Ollie, is Only Connect. And essentially, we're each going to give each other questions. And the questions will be consisting of four clues, which are either a connection between them or a sequence itself. And all we have to do is say, what's the connection or what's next in the sequence? Does that make sense to you? That makes sense, yes. Okay, fantastic. So we'll start and I'll ask you, and hopefully you're playing along at home and you're going to enjoy this game as well. And there's a Super Bowl flavour to all of these questions because it is our Super Bowl special. So, Ollie, here we go. There's a hidden connection. Cool. Okay, Ollie. So the fourth th- the blah, start that again. Okay, Ollie. The first question for you is what is the hidden connection between these four clues? And as we do in only connect style, I'll give you them one at a time. And if you get it before we get to the fourth one, then it's very impressive. Here we go. 48. The first one. 48. <laughs> I'll go on. Yeah. Amsterdam Admirals. What? That's the second clue. Third clue, dynasty. What? Fourth clue, 2002. 48. Amsterdam Admirals. Oh, Kurt Warner. That is incorrect. Do you want to give me the correct answer? Is Adam Vinatieri. Of course, of course, of course. There you go. 48. Amsterdam Admirals Dynasty 2002. How about that one for a slice of fried gold? That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Is there? Is there no? There's no. You don't get a question up front. You just. You just. No, it's just the. It's only connect, buddy. That's in the clues in the title. Only the connection is what we're looking <laughs> okay. to get. It. Only connect. Anyway, hit me with my first one. I need a pen so I can write down this as you go. Okay. Go on. Okay. 
48. No, that's mine. That was that's what I just gave you. No, this is this is this is, is this not... another one? Yes, it's a it's a second 48. 48? Okay. Yeah. What's next? 49. 49? <laughs> okay. I should probably uh, uh, this... What's wrong? All right, your first clue. New York. New York, New York. Yep. Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Okay. So it's the next one in that sequence, right? It's the next one in that sequence. So for me, that's Super Bowl host cities. Yeah. I'm not quite sure where the next one was. It was either in Minneapolis... Because after so Santa Clara's Levi's, it's either in Minneapolis or it was in Atlanta, I think. I'm going to go for Minneapolis. Is incorrect. Oh, what? It was Houston. Oh, of course, at NRG Stadium. Yeah, it was the Brady, it was the comeback, right? It was 28-3. to three. Man, I should have got that. I bet, Minnesota, I bet Minneapolis was the year after that, probably. All right, am I up now? You are up. Next in this sequence, I'm going to give you a sequence, Ollie. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's go. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Green Bay. New York Giants. Question mark. Now, this should be pretty clear what this is, I think. Yeah, I think it's Super Bowl winners, right? Uh, it is Super Bowl winners. Uh... <laughs> Bree- Breeze and the Saints, Joey Porter. Green Bay Deep with uh, Aaron Rodgers. The New York Giants, that was the second one. Over the Patriots. So who won the Super Bowl after that? It was the second one over the Patriots. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the second one because the first one was 2007. Yes. And then the the Giants won that Super Bowl after beating the Packers in the championship game. It was it was Lawrence Tynes. Is it the Pittsburgh Steelers? It's not, Ollie. No, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, uh, there you go. Hang on a second. A... I've realized it is it is no because it was the Ravens that beat the 49ers. So it's it's not it's not actually Super Bowl winners, Ollie. Do you know what it is? What is it? The NFC, NFC represent- oh, it's the on. NFC representative come in the Super Bowl. On. He has absolutely tricked us there, Ollie. <laughs> what a stitch up. What a stitch up. He's got it. It was 34-31 to the Ravens. Okay, give me the next one. West Alabama. Right, okay. 2015 Pro Bowl. Doesn't help me. Next. Uh, some Roman numerals I cannot figure out. I'm sure that's a Super Bowl, then. <laughs> X-L-I-X. Super Bowl 59. 20 seconds remaining. Oh, uh, well, that's Malcolm Butler, isn't it? There you go. There you, there you go. go. We, have, we have a successful one. Right, good. Let's see if we can get you a successful one. Here we go, next one. Oh, this is exciting. Who's the next person in this sequence of Super Bowl halftime performers? Oh, this is tough. <laughs> Bruno Mars. Yeah. Katy Perry. Coldplay. <sighs> and then who? After Coldplay. Katy Perry. Coldplay. So, and this was the performer in Super Bowl LI, which was the one where the Patriots, which was the Patriots, the Falcons at NRG Stadium. Oh, so it was the NRG Stadium. Come on, I can get this one. I can get this one. No, I can't. Why did I say that? 
Super Bowl 51's performer was Taylor Swift. No, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. It was Gaga. Gaga. It was Gaga. Gaga. I knew it was Gaga. I knew it was Gaga. I knew it was Gaga. You corrected in time to get the answer. Well done. It was Gaga. Very well played, sir. Right. So we're one apiece. I've got two left, I think, and you've got one left. See who comes out on top in our Super Bowl game of Only Connect. Okay. James White. Right. Danny Amendola. It's a Patriots theme here. Yep. James White. James White, Damien Amendola, James White. Yep. Did James White win MVP at the Super Bowl? He did not know. He probably should have done. Should have done in Break. that in yeah. that in the Atlanta one. Yeah, in the comeback. James White, maybe what? Like James White scored. Well, didn't White score that last touchdown in that one? So yeah. if I, I'm just trying to think about that. So if he scored the touchdown in that one. What were the other ones again? Sorry. It was James White, Danny Amendola, yeah. James White. And if he, well, then the next one, the Patriots lost to the Eagles. I don't know. I'm trying to think whether there's some kind of connection there. James White, Danny Amendola, James. Because if James White was involved in this, the Seahawks game, he could have been involved in the... I'm just thinking because my knowledge isn't that good of the Patriots. But if I think Seahawks, then it was the Broncos and the and the Panthers... But was Dami Amandola playing for one of those guys? Was he? he? Not, no, he was not. No. So I'm I'm barking up the wrong tree here. Right. I hope somebody at home listening can can put their finger on this. What's the answer, Ollie? I don't know. The answer is James White. What? It was the it was the um the scorers in order of the Patriots comeback oh. in the twenty eight to three. And I don't know if that last James White one there is the two point conversion after the last touchdown, or it's just the touchdowns. I, I can't quite tell, but it was the score. Brilliant comeback. Great question. I, I, Only Connect is a good game because you can actually do lots of different sequences, <laughs> lots of different connections, and you've really got to think about it. Love Only Connect. Ollie, right. Your last question. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. So this is to nudge yourself into the lead. Okay. Um, oh, no, there's two more questions each, actually, I think. Sorry. Which Super Bowl host city comes next in this sequence? San Diego, Houston, Jacksonville, and then where? San Diego, Houston, Jacksonville, and you where? Just, you just gave me the the the, the headline, which is helpful. Um, yeah, cities. Uh, any any possibility of knowing some kind of date or era? It was Super Bowl. The Super Bowl we're talking about was Super Bowl XL, Super Bowl Extra Large, which was 2005. Oh, okay. Show me. I'll give you a clue. Do you want me to even give you the teams? Sure. The Steelers beat the Seahawks 21-10. Oh, I don't remember that. Um, 2005, you said? 2006, 2005? Yeah, so, so it's 2005 season, 2006 was the game was played. Okay, so... You're looking for, as you can see, running through those Houston-Jacksonville expansion teams, new stadiums. Yes. San Diego, new stadiums. They had not built the, the Niners Stadium in Santa Clara yet. They were still nope. dumping ground. Um, new stadiums. New stadiums. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a clue. The location of this team mm -hmm. is in a north division. It's in a North division. Yeah, so AFC North, NFC North. It's in the, the team that plays there is in one of those divisions. They've not played in Cincinnati. They've not played in Pittsburgh. 
Oh shit, he's going to work this out. Baltimore. They've not played in Cleveland, although that was an expansion team. Or... Oh crap, this is going wrong. They've obviously not played in Lambo. <laughs> not played in Lambo. <laughs> Viking Stadium was a dump. Oh shit. I don't think. Have they played one at Soldier Field? If they have, it was probably in the 1920s. Yeah, so is it? It's, it's only. It can only be Ford Field. Shit, right? that backfired. Yeah, it was Detroit. Well done. <laughs> Fantastic, Holly. <laughs> right. Well, I thought I was making it difficult there. Thank I thought, you. not play there. Not, I thought, then I thought, shit, Lambert, they're not played there. <laughs> Go on, right. Next, Holly. Okay, next up for you Jerry Kramer. Uh huh. Bobby Dillon. Okay. Charles Woodson. Well, Kramer's Packers. Dylan's, I got a feeling, well, Woodson wasn't, Woodson got injured at half time. Is it something like defensive captain or something for the Packers at the at our soup when we won Super Bowls in a sequence? I'm going to go with that. You got to guess the name? Oh, the, the name. <laughs> Sorry, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've not been in the Super Bowl after that, so it can't be that, can it? No. Or is it like, or is it in NFC Championship games or something? It's got to be a defensive Packers player. That's really tricky. I'm just going to throw a name out there. Clay Matthews is incorrect. What's what's the, what's the connection? Uh, well, the answer is Leroy Butler. On the document, there does not appear to be a connection. The, the document we have here from our producer. Uh, so I'm guessing it says all four Packers are Hall of Fame players, but then there's plenty of Packers who've played in the Super Bowl who are Hall of Fame players. Is it Hall of Fame defensive players? I think probably, yeah. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame defensive players. I think that's probably what the link is. Anyway, but that's interesting because I didn't, I didn't think of that. I was thinking of it was, it was a sequence, but it's not. It was a, it was a link, wasn't it? Yeah. So, okay. Ah, oh, well, never mind. We got that one. You've got one more question from me, Ollie. Let's go. The question is, who's the next person in this sequence? Gronk, Gronk, Antonio Brown? Question mark. Gronk. Gronk, Antonio Brown. Now, this is a similar sequence to a question we've already had. Yeah, it feels like it's that AFC title game. between. Well, you gave me a question that involved, I'm giving you a clue here, Amendola <laughs> yeah. and James White. Yeah. It's and a it very similar question. And so the question then, you're saying, do I double up with Gronk again? Or is it kind of like a little bit of a curveball because you're doubling up on Antonio Brown again? Hmm. Well, maybe, or maybe it's somebody else. <laughs> maybe it's somebody else entirely. This is, I'll tell you the sequences, yeah. just to see if you can figure it out, is the touchdown score is in Super Bowl LV. The touchdown score is in Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl LV. Gronk, Gronk, Brown, who? Leonard Fournette. Is correct, Ollie. On. Well done. Come on. Leonard Fournette Let's scored go. it. You legend. Have you got one left for me then? No, that's all yours done. Oh, what? So he didn't even give me enough questions <laughs> to stay on level terms. Either way, I lost three to one, Ollie. So it's a great victory for you, my friend. It's a wonderful victory. My good chum, it's been an enjoyable time talking again and very excited about the Super Bowl. And hopefully we will touch base while you're in Arizona next week. But if not, 
we, our comings together will end for a while as we go into the mists of the off-season before we return with a revamped MCFS next year. Yeah, it's been a great pleasure. I hope we can do some kind of check-in from Radio Row next week. There's going to be a lot of body odour. There's going to be a lot Oof. of people in dingy t-shirts and shorts. And then hopefully I'll be there in some kind of tuxedo, three-piece suit, looking very regal in English. And I can sit down and talk to you on Radio Row, hopefully. Just eating wings, which won't quite go with a tuxedo. <laughs> what it's all about ladies and gentlemen again if you want to find us on twitter you can do at ollie Conley. you know he's world famous me i'm at the underscore tommy underscore more and if you want to get in touch with us over the off season for whatever reason you discover this on a rainy day in april and you think oh this is not bad i'd like to listen to it again when the season starts i'm going to send them an idea or a question then do mcfsquestions at gmail.com but for now i wish safe journeys safe travels to the Conley, and it's goodbye from him goodbye and it's goodbye from me. Enjoy the Super Bowl. <laughs>